Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. Sometimes people discover they are really truly who they are, but it happens at different times in their life. And then because of who they are, they decide, oh, wow, I need to talk about this more. And then suddenly before you know it, and because this is Life Uncloseted, we're coming out of our closets whether that's to become a success coach or a motivational speaker, or you find that, wow, by doing this thing, it brings me to the best version of myself. Well, that's what we're talking about today on Life Uncloseted. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, and I am always, always excited and inspired when I find a guest that I truly connect with. And what I can tell you about this guest is her and I have had some amazing conversations. I happen to have been working with her for over the last year in different various ways to help her grow her business and help her in her speaking business. And then out of the blue, she goes, oh, by the way, I'm part of the LGBTQ community too. And I'm like, what? Why didn't this come up sooner? And um, I was so excited. And then we got to talking about it. And lo and behold, here she is ready to share her beautiful passion for helping people become that best version of themselves and create the life that they really wake up to and live every day that says, hey, this is truly, truly, truly me. She is a bright energy. I love her to death. Her name is Umna Asen, and we call her Umi too. So just kind of ready. We, we might go between all these. We're actually making this happen, Umna. I can't believe it. We're finally here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. I mean, it is truly such an honor, Rick, to be here today with you. And you're right with what you said. I really feel like we connect like so deeply. And I feel like our thought processes are quite pa- parallel to each other and very closely connected, which I'm so grateful for. Yeah. And we both have in our speaking life, we both have actually spoke at the same university. You just most recently, yes. and I used to speak at it. And I was so excited when you shared that with me that you're going to be speaking at Long Beach State via a virtual thing. But I was like, wow, that's interesting because that's where I was, everything started for me as a speaker. And you got to speak on an LGBTQ panel. So that was exciting to like, hey, you're yes. part of something that's happening that's like continuing to move the stuff forward. But as everybody can tell, at least the little bit you've spoken, there's an interesting little accent tied into your voice. So why don't you tell everybody where you're, <laughs> where you're actually from? Yes. Yeah, so I am from South Africa. I was born there. I grew up there for most of my life. So I was born in Durban, KwaZulu-Natal. And then I moved to Cape Town, Western Cape. Um, like when I was very young and I've lived there for most of my life and I've lived between the United States and Cape Town. Um, however, I just recently moved back to the United States and I live in New York and a lot of people struggle with identifying what is my accent. Um, it's funny because in South Africa, they're like, wait, are you really South African? 
No ways. And I think what it is, is because I grew up at, um, I went to an American international school. So there were a lot of different kids from all over the world. And, you know, naturally, when you're a kid, you pick up all of the different accents of, you know, the children that you hang around with. So all of us in the school had these really mixed accents where sometimes you could not tell where on earth they were from. I know there's a pathway that got you to realizing, hey, it's not just my own being who I am in the world and coming out and everything, but there's a pathway that finally brought you to that space where you're like, I want to do something to help other people. I want to be helping motivate them and helping them really, truly be who they are. So kind of take us into that, like how this all began for you, where you realized this is what I'm doing. This is my path. Right, right. So it's funny. Um, I, I love that question because I love sharing this part of my journey. Um, you know, so I never thought I would ever become a, a speaker or a business or a life coach, it didn't even occur to me because believe it or not, I was extremely shy growing up. It was to the point where I couldn't even order pizza on the telephone or order or order food in the food courts. So I used to give money to my sister so she could do it for me because I had really bad social anxiety. And when people look at me where I am today, they don't believe that at one point I was shy in my life. They're like, I don't believe it. You're so confident right now. But the journey that it took to get to this point, there was a lot that happened. And so I was very shy as a teenager, but I said, you know what? Enough is enough. I really want to become successful. And I see my mom, she's like my role model and she's such a successful businesswoman. And I'm like, I would aspire. I'd love to be like her one day. And so I decided to take a class in, um, I think it was like my sophomore year, like 10th grade. Um, I think that's sophomore, right? Yeah. (laughs) And I decided, I just decided to take this class called Model United Nations. And basically what it is, it's an entire public speaking class. It's like the United Nations. We all represent different countries on different issues that are happening at the time political, economic, human rights. And I sucked so bad in the beginning, but I knew that this was probably the only way for me to really gain confidence. And eventually I got really good and they picked me in my senior year to represent my school as part of the top 12 in England. So they flew me from South Africa to England and I ended up representing my school there and I ended up winning highly commendable delegate, which is one of like their top awards um, at this um, MUN conference, which I was like, how is this even possible? (laughs) You know, and so when I was um, fast forward like a few years, I actually um, got introduced to network marketing. I was 20 years old at the time. So if you know Herbalife, Avon Amway, that was the industry I was in, uh, my first career. And oh my goodness, I was bad at selling. Like I was so afraid to sell. It was really bad. But um, I eventually got really good at it. But it was all about just taking action and just shadowing my mentors. And then I eventually became um, the, the I think the highest ranked female in South Africa at the time in terms of sales for an ambassador of the company. And it was during that 
time where the spark within me was ignited to become a motivational speaker because eventually they I became one of the leaders and I had to do leadership trainings and they used to ask me to come and present uh, and close the sales in the room um, because they thought I was really good and I started training my teams in terms of motivational training from a self-development perspective because it all had a domino effect in terms of leading to more sales and really connecting with your client on a much deeper level than just the surface level of sales and I was like wow I could actually maybe do this. Um, And so I decided that, you know what, I'm going to leave the company. And I then uh, went into a really bad depression Um, after that. I was in my mid-20s. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I was freaking out because the one thing that freaks me out is if I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, (laughs) especially in terms of my career. And eventually what I did was through the midst of that depression, I started my own blog. I wrote about everything and anything inspirational just to really use some sort of an outlet for me to kind of get my feelings out there and also to help people that might be going through the same situation. And then from there it grew and I decided to take a course and become a professionally accredited life coach. And I did a whole bunch of different videos of myself doing motivational speaking. I then joined something known as Toastmasters that teaches you how to be a public speaker. And I eventually became the president of my Ernst & Young. And I became really good at it. And so that was like the whole journey. I basically used, you know, the tough time that I was going through in my life as a platform in order to elevate others who were going through the same thing. And one of the things that I love speaking about and what I feel really sets you up for success is remaining true to who you are and being unapologetically yourself, no matter how hard that is. So that's how I got to where I am today. That being true to who you are is one of the things that I think is at the core of this particular podcast is like when you uncloset yourself to live your life as you are, like truly just be who you are. For me, and I think for many people that are in our own LGBTQ community and then people in the world at large, when you really are who you are, there's so much more joy. There's so much more happiness. There's so much more truth and confidence of being like you you trust yourself. You love yourself. There's a lot of, you know, throwing the terms around (laughs) about self-care and everything out there in the world these days. And you got to take care of yourself. Well, one of the best ways to take care of yourself is to be yourself because that pretending and hiding and I don't care if it's about your sexuality or like, I really want to do this, but I know, I guess I should go to school to do this because this is what everybody says I'd be really good at. Be who you want to be because otherwise it's it's so daunting to show up every day. In fact, I was coaching somebody earlier today and I could tell he was really off there was just something he's, he's usually just this fun, vibrant, like just kind of catty, but really funny guy. And I could tell that something was just really off. And I said, you know, is there something that's happened? Cause he's East coast and I'm West coast. So I'm like, did something happen yeah. today? That's kind of got you off your game. And he said, yes and no. I'm like, okay, well we can work with that. Right. 
And he goes, actually, the honest truth is, is I realized that how, since I started working with you, how much I still hide behind a mask. Wow. And it was really interesting. And this is, this is a guy who's like in his forties, he's been out for plenty. I mean, he can't probably came out right out of his mama's womb. He's just, he's just that <laughs> out and proud and big yes. and bold energy. Right. But I found that really interesting to hear him say, yeah, I feel like I'm still hiding behind a mask. So we had a really beautiful coaching session around that. But at the core of it, when I said, ask the question, which I kind of already alluded to was, if you're continuing to hide behind the mask, what's the biggest detriment to you personally? He said, I'm exhausted. I'm just exhausted. Because in that hiding is the exhaustion of trying to be something that you're not. And as I'm listening to you talk through, this is how you got to where you were. I know there's like under stories and all that. There's other stories in there that it wasn't all just like, so I did this and then I did this and then I did this and then, it, right? you know, there's other pieces of this puzzle, but within that, I'm sure there's pieces where you yourself experience the exhaustion of this isn't making me happy. This yes. isn't feeding my soul. So is there a certain thing that happened when you finally realized like, okay, I have to be truly who I am that like, was that moment you said, okay, I'm going to like own this piece of myself and my sexuality. Was there something that really showed up for you or did you just like, ah, no, I know I'm this who I am <laughs> done. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, it was a Jenny and a hawk. Wow. And it's, I only just came out recently right. and I, you know, I'll take it back to when I was 11 years old, because I feel like that sets up the story. I was, I remember first discovering my sexuality when I was 11 years old, it was sixth grade. Um, I had like this major crush on this girl in middle school <laughs> and I thought she was absolutely beautiful. And I don't know if you remember Rick, but those diaries with like the lock and keys. Yep. Do you remember those? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I thought they were so safe, like nobody could ever get into them. And I would write so many diary entries about this girl in that diary. And I prayed and hoped to God that nobody would find that, that diary. So I would hide it under my bed. And eventually one day I remember I felt very ashamed and guilty of knowing that I'm having feelings for the same gender. And I was saying to myself, no, Yimna, this is not the way it's supposed to be. And I remember praying and I hope that, oh, you know, maybe Yimna, you'll grow out of it one day. You're still very young. And those feelings were always there. And that little girl with that voice saying, I need to be acknowledged. Uh, you know, that other side of me when it came to my sexuality was always being suppressed. Mm. And what I did was, as I grew up, and I'm 29 years old now, I'm a very ambitious person. And I focused a lot on my career, a lot in my career. And I feel like in a way that was subconsciously a way of coping with the fact that my sexuality is there at the forefront, but I'm trying to dampen it down by trying to do other things to um, kind of let that, that feeling go. Mm -hmm. And eventually it was, you know, I know COVID has been like really, really 
um, quite horrible for a lot of people. But in a way, there are gifts that it's given some people. And I feel like one of the gifts that COVID gave me was it made me finally come out of the closet. And it happened this year. I think there was something in me that, you know, there was that little girl coming into my head again. And she's like, Yimna, I'm still here. I would love for you to acknowledge me and, um, you know, just give me some attention because I'm not going anywhere. And so eventually I was like, wow, okay, this is what's happening. And at the time I was actually in a relationship with a man for nearly seven years. And yes, I wholeheartedly loved him, but I feel like because I was not really authentically myself, I wasn't truly committed as much as I could have been, right? But I'm grateful for him because he helped me grow. And I feel like he was a major part of, you know, helping me break down those walls that I used to have up growing up because I always, I was afraid to be vulnerable, but he helped me be vulnerable with not only others, but with myself as well. And I feel that was like a domino effect that took place. And I eventually joined a New York women's coming out group in um, July, 2021. And um, that was like a game changer for me. I met other women who were in the same position, had had um, relationships with men and for many years and even married to men had kids and now they're out and I was like wow I'm not alone in this journey and you know when I decided to come out and I went to a gay bar as an out woman it felt so natural it felt like I was returning home like when I was in that gay bar I was like wow it's home I'm here I'm not ashamed I feel completely completely myself and I'm amongst my people. So that's how it happened for me, my journey of coming out of the closet. Do you feel like there's this interesting perception that, oh my gosh, you're almost 29, 30 years old. You really waited a long time to do this. Have you ever gotten that feeling from people? Oh my goodness. All the time that happens all the time and I and I would love to refer back to that women's support group that I'm part of and that has come up over and over and over again in our conversations where people you know the woman would say wow it's taken me so long I feel like I've wasted so many years and I felt like I could relate to that too but I feel like those experiences that they had before that were vital in order for them to come out at a certain point in their life. And it's never too late, right? Better late than never, they say. So um, it's, it's, and I try to tell them that to to acknowledge that, that those experiences were not a waste. They were just learning lessons to set you up for where you are now to live your most authentic life. Mm -hmm. And those experiences are such a beautiful handbook for what you can bring in to the next chapters of your life. I learned so much about being in relationships when I was married. And then I'm like, okay, well now that's going to be a whole different ball game. It is. It's definitely different (laughs) when you're in a relationship with someone of the same sex, but there's so much I learned about, you know, loyalty and loving and 
intimacy and having strong conversations and having really shitty conversations and how to navigate yes. through, you know, and I honestly don't believe in my heart. I mean, I really truly believe this in my heart that I don't believe my husband and I's marriage or relationship, we'll call it a relationship because we didn't get married till six, seven years ago. But I don't think we would be at our 20 year anniversary if I hadn't learned some of the lessons I learned from having been in a long-term relationship with my ex-wife, you know? And sometimes we go, oh, I've wasted so much time. In fact, I was coaching somebody just this week and he's like, I just, you know, I'm 44 and I feel like I've wasted so much time. I'm like, but you've gained so much perspective. Wow, that's powerful. Exactly. And no matter what the generational gap may be, uh, oh, I mean, you and I were talking about this before we started recording, but, you know, people coming out in their 50s and 60s, they're like, oh, my God, it's so I've waited so long. But then here you are, somebody who came out at 29. And for you, it's like, well, I think I've waited so long because everybody else was doing this at 10, 12, 14, 16 years old. It's just perspective. Every one of us has our thing that's like, oh, my gosh, this, I can't believe I waited this long to do this. And yeah. when we embrace that, the time that we were given to unravel and discover this part of ourselves is part of the beautiful journey. It's part of the wisdom. It's part of the, the joy. And yes, there's some pain. You know, I mean, people who have been, as you know, from the women's group, people who've been in right. long term heterosexual relationships where then there's a divorce and a breakup and all this sort of stuff. Yes, right. there's a lot of pain that comes with that. But there's a lot of joy and a lot of personal like, okay, I'm finally, wow, I am finally me. Yes. What do you feel like you've learned the most in the short time that you've given yourself to be fully yourself? Because it's been a very short time. It's been just, you know, six, seven months at this point. But what have you learned about yourself by being on the other side of this, so to speak? Wow. You know, even though it's been a few months, I feel like I've learned a tremendous amount about myself. And I feel like it's not something that's tangible. It's something that comes from within. You know, like I finally feel free. Like there is this sense of freedom that is indescribable. Um, you know, when you, when you come out of the closet, you feel like, yes, finally, I am myself. And I feel like it's just a setup for all of the success that's going to come your way, you know, because I always felt that holding me back, especially in my career. And I'm like, why is there this blockage? And I've been pushing, I've been pushing as an entrepreneur, but nothing, I feel like I'm not really getting that break. I'm not seeing the fruits of my labor. And ever since I came out, I feel like I have so much more confidence to really just take on the world, really. And I mean, I'm even so confident. I remember coming out and I used to, you know, go clubbing a lot at these um, lesbian bars. And I felt so confident approaching women. Like it wasn't even, it didn't really feel scary at all compared to when I was asking for guys numbers back in the day. And something that I found that was really, really Um, an important thing that I learned and remember how we were just speaking about, you know, all of that, that experience that we had through a um, heterosexual relationship was vital for our 
relationship that we have with the same gender partner. Right. And I was telling my my girlfriend this um, yesterday on the telephone, and I was saying to her, like, you know, we were joking about it, and I said, I, I, I don't think you would have been able to date the early 20s me. And she's like, I feel the same way. You would never have been able to date the early 20s me either. And I told her because I was very guarded. I wasn't that communicative. I wasn't vulnerable. And I didn't really allow people into my space. And I feel like it it came at the right time of where we were at the right time in our lives to really spiritually connect with each other. And it's really amazing how things work out like that. And I just had that epiphany moment uh, yesterday with that conversation. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot that you can learn um, about yourself and others. Well, and then what's interesting is as I'm listening to you, I'm like going, yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Because what I find fascinating for most for most people who come out, and I'm going to say specifically for those of us who come out a little bit later and we've had like the heterosexual longer term relationships, is there's this other part of life that is held back too. When you were saying I used to be really sullen and closed off, one of the things that people said about me a lot, still do every once in a while, is like, you never smile. You're very like stern looking. You're very like serious <laughs> all the time. Yeah, because I was afraid that if I was not that guy, suddenly they're like, oh, he's a big fag. Oh, look, if he's silly and funny and all this, it's like, oh, now here's what's interesting as this all began to unpack and unravel. It was so interesting to see close friends or acquaintances like there was a young group of us couples that all lived in similar condos and everything when we were first starting families and everything. And of course, I was man crushing on the husbands because one of them was like, he was just <laughs> tasty. I mean, I was like, oh, my God, just just one just one day the wives are gone. Let's just let's see what happens. Right. But it was so interesting when this unraveled and, you know, dynamics were dynamics. But two of the couples told me, like, we kind of always knew there was something about you that, you know, just you weren't you. But then we'd see glimpses of it. And we, and one of them told me flat out, we thought you, we thought you were gay, but then we're like, Oh, wait, he's kind of, he does these, you know, we were trying not to be stereotypical about our assumption here, (laughs) but it's, it's very interesting. And the commonality that I find with so many people is once they come out, then there's this like, okay, but Oh, wait, I need to, I need to come out about this too, that I really don't like my job or I really don't want to be, you know, in this kind of shape or, I'd really like to go start my own company or I'd really like to go pursue, you know, doing this because there's this tightness and this compression of holding ourselves back that it's not just our sexuality that we're hiding. There's so much else of ourselves that we're hiding because we're afraid if we let somebody see the glimpse of the vulnerability or the truth that it'll blow the lid off of, oh, and by the way, I'm a lesbian or I'm gay or I'm bisexual or whatever. But yet when we finally like release and we show the world who we are, okay, yeah, some people aren't going to like it, but they're not supposed to. But the rest of the world like kind of does a collective sigh of like, okay, now I really know who this person is. I really see them. Yeah. 
And it's such a valuable experience, I believe, that we get to go through. And I've seen this because I've had the very big blessing of getting to work with you over the last year in the speaking part of your world and watching Mm -hmm. you like light up. And, you know, it made so much sense suddenly when you finally said, hey, by (laughs) the way, I'm like, oh, wow. It's like, I thought you had great energy before, but there was this energy shift that happened And I was like, ooh, this is interesting. (laughs) This is what something's different about, you know, Yumna that I'm like, did her, did she just take another shot of energy? Because you already have a lot of energy. I'm like, something (laughs) happened. And then when you shared this with you, I'm like, oh, okay, now this makes sense. Because I've seen this over and over again with people. So what do you think it's done for you as far as like, I always like to say, what else do you think it gave you permission to do when you came out? What else started to unlock? Because I feel like your career, your business probably took some leaps and bounds too. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. You know, I feel like, um, you know, so I, I want to use the analogy of video games, right? So I love video games and there's a specific game called Tekken and it's a fighting game and you have to accomplish different things in order to unlock different characters but you can't see them just yet and Mm. I feel like that's what happened with me I had to go through all of these different levels in order to unlock the the other side of me because even in that game they have for example, they have Rick, Rick Clemens, number one, and they have Rick Clemens, number two, but an alter ego of him mm. in the video game, which is pretty cool. And I feel like I could use that analogy to describe that. I mean, I honestly feel like, just like you said, it's unlocked a very deep feeling within me, like a sigh of re- relief, like, ah, I can just be like myself now, you know? Right. And and just like you said, people around me, friends and family, all of them said the same thing. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, there's like a complete energy shift in you. You're glowing. Like you're actually glowing. Like, what is this? What kind of skincare regime is this? Well, it's so funny you bring up the skincare thing because <laughs> it's so it's so interesting because I've had people say to me, oh, your skin's so beautiful. And I'm like, okay, I guess. Uh, thanks, mom and dad. I don't know. And then the other day, a guy from the speaking world, he's like, you've got really great skin. I'm like, okay, you're a straight boy. So let's figure, let's unwrap this one, right? (laughs) And he said, no, you you just, you look like you've got really great skin. I said, well, because I got a lot to share because I have no hair on my head. So you get to see a lot of it, right? And he goes, I'm just curious, like, what is it? I said, well, part of it is I use charcoal soap, facial soap. But I said, the first time I really like owned that I had really great skin was right after I came out of the closet. And some guy in a bar said to me, you've got amazing skin. I'm like, okay, fine. (laughs) I guess I I don't ever, I don't think twice about it, you know? Okay. But then I just confessed I use charcoal soap facial cleanser now, but (laughs) it's such an interesting thing. The things that we don't notice about ourselves when we release the tension when we release yes. the, that constrained space of ourselves, it's like, okay, I mean, and literally, uh, yes, people, it's rare. It is rare now that I ever hear somebody say, you never smile, man, rarely, because I'm like, you know what? Hey, bitches, this is me. This is what you get. Don't <laughs> like it. Oh, well, 
don't know what yeah, to tell you, yeah, you know? <laughs> and I've seen myself be much more freer and especially, if, and this is like a little secret. So everybody of you who may just be joining this podcast or only you listen to a few episodes, literally scroll back, go back to the very beginning and listen to the first couple of podcasts. And you'll be like, I don't think this guy has anything to say. And then you'll start to see the <laughs> shift because suddenly I'm like, I'm going to say yeah. what I want to say. I'm going to drop some F-bombs. I'm going to be like silly. I'm going to be a girl. Let's go talk about this. Right. Because right. I started being very comfortable in who I am. I'm not saying I'm hundred percent there, but this comfort in self is something that I think anybody who listens to this podcast, and you don't even have to be part of our LGBTQ community. The more comfortable you are in your own skin, the more comfortable you are in life. Wow. What a powerful quote. And it's so true. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It's simple, but powerful. And, you know, that's what it's all about. I think a lot of times we overcomplicate things in life. But if we were just to return back to basics, I feel like that's a game changer. Like that's when things really take a 180 and your life just you know, really illuminates like how skin. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if we don't allow our life to be illuminated, if we don't allow ourselves yes. to be illuminated and out of metaphorically out of the closet and into the light, we will always be in the shadow. We will always be in the dark in some way. And you can see it right. in people who are really constrained, whether it's about sexuality yes. or whatever it is because they don't allow themselves to step into the light of their truth, whatever that truth right. is, you know, and I'm not saying I agree with a lot of truths that some people have chosen to step into in the world right now of being kind of the big jerks that they are, but they're at least they're being their truth. It may not be the prettiest thing, but also yes. I think sometimes there's this flip side to that whole thing that when somebody does step into their truth, they what they think is their truth, it's still a truth that somebody else says they should be. And yeah. then suddenly they're yes. showing up in a really ugly way and they're showing up in a way that's not nice to humanity. Right. The truth I think we both talk about is like that core essence at the soul level, at the heart level. This is who I know myself to be. And letting that come shining through. That's right. a different truth. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's so true. Like stepping into that truth. And you know, there's going to be people that are going to say things about you, no matter what it is. You know, yes. you could be the best ray of sunshine ever, a Michelin starred um, piece of bread. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but someone will always have something to say about you. Yep. And it's interesting when the more you put yourself out in that public space. So you and I are both speakers. I do podcasts. You've been on podcasts. You you've done some virtual experiences right now with some, you know, speaking and stuff. It's part of putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. And that doesn't mean you have to throw yourself out in the public way that we do, but think right. about your daily life every day in every way anybody who's listening to this podcast, you're putting yourself outside of a closet yes. and somebody somewhere is going to say, you need to go back in. Oh Don't. yes. That's going to happen. And it's, it's part of owning who your truth and loving your truth and being your truth. That will give you the strength to stay out of whatever that closet is for you. 
even in, yeah. and I, I, and I've seen this as, you know, I've worked with you somewhat in this arena a little bit, like, okay, how do I uncloset myself to just be more of that speaker and, and to build that side of my business? And how do I keep uncloseting that piece? Because we become very vulnerable. We suddenly like, okay, I'm trying to convince this right. college or this company to hire me or this client to hire me. And it's like, okay, but I'm saying I'm really good at what I do. I'm really good. I mean, even to, even to this podcast, you know, when I asked you to be on this podcast, I was being kind of vulnerable. I'm like, okay, I don't, I mean, I know, you know, Umna a little bit, but I'm like, I want to make sure she's comfortable here. I don't know where we're going to go. And we even had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. You're like, so what yes. are we going to, you know, what are we going to talk about? What questions do you have? I'm like, I don't know. We're just going to have a conversation. Here we are really at the top of the conversation and it's just been what it's going to be because we let ourselves come out and be open and vulnerable and talk from our hearts. And I wish more people would realize this is what makes humanity humanity is letting right. that vulnerability side of ourselves show and calling yes. it forth. Yeah. So what's one thing that you would like to like continue to allow this being out to bring into your life because there's like a Kindle, it's almost like a spark. And then now that the sparks lit, it's like there, it never, it never stops sparking. At least that's my perspective, but I'm just curious, what's something you'd like to use this being out and being yourself to bring into your world or bring into the world? Yeah. You know, ever since I've been out, I really feel like I've now opened another dimension to expanding how I can really serve people. And I mean, that's always been my passion in life. I've always wanted to serve people in any sort of way possible. And I was, I've been thinking about this for um, like a few months now. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm out of the closet now. I feel like this has opened up so much more opportunity. And I feel like what, what I can do is, you know, I can try to now, like what you're doing, I can expand my coaching business and help people come out of the closet, you know, especially people that feel like, oh my goodness, it's like much later in life. Um, you know, how is it that I can do that? And I can use the stories and experiences that I've gained over time to help them do that for themselves. And, you know, I've, I've always wanted to, you know, become a voice for the community. And I, you know, just like how you and I spoke at that, the same university, um, and I was part of that LGBTQ um, panel. And I feel like that was the start of me starting to make a difference. And I feel like because I've, I've finally stepped into my truth, I'm able to take how I serve other people to a different level. And a level that um, hasn't um, really been defined just as yet to me, but I'm curious to see where it's going to go and just trying to live in that present moment. So, yeah. So before we wrap, wrap up here, I want people to like get a feel for like who you are and like the experience they can have. So one of the things that I know is, <clears throat> yes, your name is Umna. But what do you go by? Like when people really get to know you, what's what's the name you really go by? Yes. Yeah, so people know me as Yumi. Um, other people know me as Yummy also. So Yummy, Yumi. 
And I love that because it opens up another doorway into really who you are. And it's, it's so, it's so interesting to see your brand because your brand is, Oh yes, it's you, me. It's like, well, but yes, that's what she is. This is what she says. And there's an interesting little story behind the, Oh yes, it's you, me, right? Yes. It's, it's a really funny, that was not the name I was going to give my business. It actually was, um, it started off with a blog and I asked my sister's best friend who actually is also lesbian. And I asked her, what do you think the name of this thing should be? And she knows me very well. Like she's known my sister since the third grade. So I met her when I was like maybe um, 14, 15 years old. And she said, you know, taking into account who you are, you're very bubbly, quirky. Um, you know, you bring this very positive outlook in life and you're, you have great energy and you pass it on to other people. And when, and you're memorable, whenever you walk in a room, people know, yep, it's you, me, that's right. you, me. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, I think the great name for it should be, oh yes, it's you, me. And I think with that, I just carried it on. I, I didn't change the name of it. It's, it's such a weird name for a life coaching business, but I was like, I feel like it encapsulates who I am as a person um, and what I would also like to uh, bring to the table in terms of having other people own who they are and step into their light. And once they embrace their most authentic self and they step the room, so they can be like oh yes that's john yes. oh yes that's rick you yes. know because you know they're so memorable and so that's something that i would like to accomplish and that's how the name came about <laughs> so it's interesting to me because as i thought about us having this conversation tonight i wanted to make sure we work that into the conversation because it's such an interesting metaphor too to the coming out it's like oh yes it's that that's Yumi. That's who she really yes. is. And it hit me like a couple hours ago when I was thinking about this and going, okay, cool. I can't wait. First of all, I, we haven't seen each other in a while. And second of all, I'm like, I want to make sure we don't miss this about how the name of the website and everything came about because it is the yeah. open door to, oh yes, that's her. That's her. Wow. Because it's such a powerful and and it is what you bring for other people now too, whether you're speaking or coaching or helping professionals, you know, really transition in their life. It's like that same similar thing that I try to do, which is like I want you to be unapologetic. Oh, that's what Umi being unapologetic looks like. Oh, that's what Tom yes. being unapologetic looks like. This is what unapologetic Joe and and Kristen and whomever this is what their version of unapologetic living looks like. And right. I think that's the beauty of when we allow ourselves to step out of those spaces and into yes. our truth, we get to say, okay, yes, that's it. That's who we are. Love it. Love it. Oh my goodness. That was so well said. And Rick, I didn't even think about it that way when you you know, refer to, oh, yes, it's you, me. And now that I'm out of the closet and, you, and people have the epiphany like, oh, Yes, so this is you, me. And they're like, wow. And they feel it like right here in their hearts. That's yes. amazing. Thank, thank you for that. Well, of course. And thank you for being a part of this. I am so glad that the universe brought us together in a very amazing way. And that we finally, 
got to do this. I mean, when you said yes, I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to get this done. And then I'm like, okay, well, it's going to be, wow. It's going to be, you know, we're going to be airing this in 2022. I'm like, that seems like such a long ways off, but it's, it's happened and we've done it. And you're so inspiring. I encourage anybody who's looking for a coach, especially as you start to maybe open the doorway to like helping other women go, oh yes, that's me. That's me whatever that may look like, especially if it's in the coming out space, because there's nothing I believe and this is like tooting our own horns, but I, I don't believe there's anything like working with someone who's had the shared experience yes. because that's part of what you really need. Not saying that other people who haven't had the experience can't be great coaches, but it's interesting as I've done this over the years and I've been doing this now since 2009 and to see how many people, especially present day coaching clients say, the reason I'm doing this with you is because I can relate to your journey, whether it's because I came out of the closet yeah. late in life or whether it's because I started my business in midlife and gone like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. It's just an interesting space. So keep going and doing and being you. I know you will. You can't help it because that's who you are. <laughs> it's Yumi. That's who you are. So um, but thank you again for being <laughs> here, Yumi. I'm so glad we got to do this. And you're so inspirational. And keep going and doing what you're doing out there in the world. Thank you so much, Rick. And you are inspirational too. Like, wow, words can't even describe like how amazing you are. And I'm so grateful to the universe as well that our two souls have been brought together because mm -hmm. Um, really, this, this was meant to happen for a reason. So it thank was. you so much for that. Oh, of course. And if you've listened to anything here and you want more, please come join us back every week. We're here with Life Uncloseted. But for now, we're going to call it a end of show and say, keep going out there, dumbing your excuses, facing your fears and living your unapologetic life so that you can have somebody say, yeah, that's it. That's who you are. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you in just another week. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change your life. In fact, if you really want to change your life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted.